Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Loud Librarians, a podcast brought to you by the Fordham University Libraries. I'm Hannah Herlich. And I'm Amber Beezer. Hey, Amber. So uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of how and why this podcast came to be, how are you? Not too bad, Hannah. Just doing cataloging things in the downstairs world of the library. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did move down there to the down below. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yep, I did. And for those of you who have no clue what we're talking about, I'm the metadata librarian within the cataloging department, which is indeed located on the lower level. And I am the Emerging Technologies Librarian within the Circulation Department of the Library. Uh, But despite our different titles, different departments, we are still librarians at the Walsh Library of Fordham University's Rose Hill Campus in the Bronx. And today, we have come together, we have joined forces to present you, our dear listeners, with Loud Librarians. And for this first season, we've added a little addendum here, uh, the Copyright Chronicles, in which we're going to walk you through the basic foundations of copyright. Okay, okay, that's enough air horns for me. I got a little carried away. That's, that's cool, Hannah. You know, copyright makes me want to party with air horns, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which means I'm in trouble because in this first episode, we're going to talk about and uncover what copyright is in general. But later on in this season, we're going to dive a little bit more into copyright principles of fair use and feature some interviews of our very own really cool Fordham Library friends. Oh yay. So uh, what you're saying is some pretty exciting stuff is on the horizon. One hundo. And hopefully throughout the course of these next few episodes... Our listeners will develop a clear understanding of this super complex and murky topic. But for now, let's get to the basics. Okay, Amber, so tell me, what exactly is copyright? Well, according to Title 17 of the United States Code of the Copyright Law, copyright is basically defined as original works of authorship fixed in a tangible medium of expression. This law also outlines exclusive set of rights copyright holders have, which includes being able to reproduce the work in whole or in part, distribute copies of the work, publicly perform the work, publicly display the work, prepare derivative works based on the original, such as translations or adaptations. These rights are, of course, subject to exceptions and restrictions, as is the case of copyright in general, such as a fair use provision that permits certain uses of works without the copyright holder's consent. Okay, so in layman's terms, you're saying that copyright is not a singular right, but rather a set of rights and regulations on how a work might be used. Correct. All right. So then, based on these definitions, it seems as though copyright exists for two primary reasons— Uh, protection of the author's right to obtain commercial benefit from valuable work, and protection of the author's rights to control how a work is used. Yes and yes, that sounds right. All right, well, in that case, it seems as though we have a pretty firm grasp on understanding the basic principles of copyright. 
But just because we are librarians, not lawyers, <laughs> and therefore have this undying, undying obsessive need to confirm every bit and source of information, we checked in with For Them Librarian and Liaison for Copyright, John D'Angelo. What is copyright? Well, copyright is a form of legal protection that provides creators with limited control on the reproduction and distribution of their original works. Note that I said limited control. There are quite a few exceptions, limitations on exclusive rights that allow for uses of copyrighted works by others without violating the law. Oh, and a number of those exceptions are explicitly tailored to and for libraries and archives. We're kind of a big deal in Title 17. So, we have copyright laws in place to ensure that creators like authors, musicians, artists, and folks like that can capitalize on being, well, creative, and to ensure that those individuals get to decide how their works are used after the creation, but within limits. Copyright protection benefits the public, too. These creative types wouldn't have an incentive to do what they do if they could not benefit ex economically or prestigiously from their exclusive rights. Now, to be protected under copyright, a work has to be original and recorded. It can't be copied or expressed without re being recorded. So types of, a types of works protected by copyright include ones that are literary, musical, dramatic, choreographic, pictorial, architectural, motion pictures, and other audiovisual works, and sound recordings. So, okay, uh, does that mean that this crazy idea I have that the moon is actually made of cheese <laughs> cannot fall under copyright protection? Yeah, so unfortunately your thoughts about the moon being made of cheese wouldn't be protected by copyright because it's an idea rather than an original piece of work. Okay. Okay, well, what if uh, it turns out to be true that the moon is actually made of cheese? When can I cash out my royalty checks? Facts are also not protected by copyright, Hannah. I mean, as much as I'd want it to be true, I Come doubt on. that it will ever be proven that the moon is made of cheese. So, but saying, like, an actual fact like the sky is blue, allegedly, or an object in motion will remain in motion does not violate copyright law. Well, regardless of what is and isn't an actual fact, like the moon being made of cheddar or mozzarella. It has to be cheddar. It has to be cheddar, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not an Asiago cheese moon. But regardless of any of that, uh, it seems like copyright covers a lot of things. Um, you know, does that mean that everything under the sun or cheese moon is protected by copyright? Uh, if we started singing Happy Birthday Now, would we be sued by the song's creators? The contrary, because Mildred and Patti Smith Hall, the composers of Happy Birthday, they're like long dead. And we're free to sing that song now as it falls oh, under the public oh. domain. Ah. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I've, 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 heard, I've, I've heard of that, the uh, public domain that you speak of. Mm. Um, and I've heard that it's uh, essentially like a collection of works that no longer have copyright protection based on the copyright expiring or the owner failing to comply with statutory requirements. Mm -hmm. And I've also heard, <clears throat> as a general rule, for works created after January 1st, 1978, uh, 
Happy birthday. No, I don't know whose birthday is that. I just wanted to sing. <laughs> um, copyright protection lasts for the life of the author plus an additional 70 years. Mm. For an anonymous work or a work made for hire, the copyright endures for a term of 95 years from the year of its publication or a term of 120 years from the year of its creation, whichever expires first. And all of this is to say that works published in the United States before 1927 have been ushered into the public domain this year, Ooh. 2023. Uh, that means that these works are free from copyright laws. Uh, there are no restrictions or required permissions to use any of these works at any time. We can use them in any way we want and as much as we want. Fab. So if we wanted to play, say, I don't know, Ice Cream, You Scream, We All Scream for Ice Cream by Johnson Mullen King, we could totally do that. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Oh, my God. It's a banger. We could play it right now. everything. Oh, yeah. Um, Something, you mean, like this? All right. Well, I think we covered a lot of ground here today, Hannah. Oh, we sure did, Amber. If anything, we learned that copyright is necessary in order to protect and preserve the original work and creativity of its creator. I'm sure there's more to copyright information we shoved into this episode. It's just such an expansive topic to comprehend. Super. Well, it's a good thing that we have more episodes to try and unpack copyright. So tune in next week and follow us at Loud Librarians Pod on Instagram. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>